Hey, this is Christine, and you've just tuned in to Christine Talks. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Christine Talks. I am Christine of the Rose and Ring, author duo Lynn and Christine. I'm here to walk you down the path to recovery after discovering your spouse's affair. Even hold your hand if needed. If you want to follow along, please feel free to get copies of The Rose Garden and the Ring and Faith in the Mid Study Guide on our website, www.therosegardenandthering.com or on Amazon or any online bookstore. Please also remember to like, follow, subscribe, and share so that I know that these podcasts are helping. After all, that is the goal. Now enough of all that business stuff, let's get busy with our lesson today. Friends, I am so glad you've tuned in again today. We've been getting some really great feedback on the podcast so far and are very excited to continue listening to you and talking with you about this very difficult subject. As you probably saw in the episode art, I have titled this episode number five, Help, My Spouse Cheated. And that is absolutely the simplest, cleanest, and most to the point I can put the topic of this episode. Seriously, though, help. Isn't that what you were screaming somewhere deep inside upon learning about the unfaithfulness in your relationship, the betrayal, and the unfamiliar truths that were now the truths you would have to adopt? So to the computer, your phone, your best friend, your other friends, your family, your pastor, and even a lawyer. Yes, I just said it, a lawyer. To get that much needed advice, you go. I remember going to the library and to bookstores just pouring through book after book, just trying to soak up any knowledge that I could from others. In the book, The Rose Garden and the Ring, page 13, Lynn says it like this. Almost immediately after vowing to walk with God through my devastating situation, I felt like I needed to talk to a lawyer. My spouse was saying that he wanted a divorce, and I didn't know anything about lawyers, the divorce process or consequences of divorce. I did know that it would benefit me and the children greatly to have my own lawyer instead of a joint one, whatever that meant. That was Lynn's experience, but in my experience, I was not very on my game when discovering his affair. Let me tell you what I did. Now, I have to restate here that the first thing I turned to was not the Bible. I grabbed a bottle of liquor and I called my daddy. However, the next day, I was at the throne of the Almighty, pleading for my sanity, for my marriage, for my kids, and for my best friend, my spouse. I am not ignorant in thinking that you can find out such a thing and say, hmm, let me see what the Bible says about this. Gosh, you're human. Cut yourself a break and then get your priorities in order. You're going to have good days and you're going to have very, very bad days. And that is perfectly normal. I also sought advice from an attorney. My father knew one that could advise me on the stance that I had taken and how to protect myself and the kids. Well, that was a very difficult appointment to go to, to say the very least. He told me that my state was a no-fault state, and it didn't matter in the eyes of the court whether or not he was committing adultery. That was a stab I was not expecting. I mean, how in the world could I go before a judge with these two little ones clinging on to me and them not have sympathy for me and punish him. I I didn't get it. Then he proceeded to tell me that I was not eligible for any alimony because we'd only been married for six years. You have to be married for, wait for it, seven. Isn't that ironic? Well, upon further discussion, my father, the attorney, and I felt that a formal decree of separation was in order. 
The attorney drafted a document stating what the divorce papers would look like, but only in a separation instead of in a divorce. It was all very cold and legal, but it protected me and the kids from being left high and dry, and it secured my custody so that the other woman could not take my kids from me because she wanted them. That is not weird. I don't know what is. Again, I was not looking for a divorce, just some assurance, and that's exactly what I got, just some assurance. Reality, and in a perfect world, we would pray first, but again, cut yourself a break. Forgive yourself of any bad thoughts and then pray. He's the author of creation and salvation, and he knows your every need. He already knows it. He already knows what's in your head, good and bad. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Again, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's exactly what you need about right now. Once you've given all that you can for the time to the Lord, you try your best not to sin in your anger and hurt, and the devil will flee from you. He'll go away. So once that business is all complete, which it really never is, it's an ongoing process, you're probably going to receive advice from well-meaning friends and family. So let's get real for a minute. Only someone who's been through exactly this can even begin to understand the level of betrayal that is felt by a faithful spouse. The self-doubt and the self-deprecation begins almost immediately and the stages of grief are gone through. But the spouse is not gone. He's still alive and walking around. So that wound is cut open again and again each time you see him or have to deal with him. Some days the pain is relentless and other days you feel that righteous anger that kind of almost empowers you. You know what I mean? So depending on the day or even the moment, you never know how you're going to be doing. It would be amazing, I've often thought, to have access to a 911 number directly linking callers to an angel who would in turn put us on a very short praise music filled hole until returning with God's answer for our emergency. It's fun to think about, but obviously not very realistic. We need his guidance when in trouble, but how do we get it? Especially in today's world, how do you trust fully in God and what does it mean to trust? The dictionary defines trust as reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety, etc., of a person or a thing. Confidence. That's the dictionary.com says that. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5. So do you rely on God's integrity, his strength, and his ability to see you through your daily struggles? Let me tell you, friends, what is happening all around you does not have to make sense. And I'm sure it makes no sense at all. Your emotions are all over the place, especially right now. So don't depend on your personal interpretation of what's going on. Simply trust that God knows and hears. He can see forwards and backwards in your life, and he knows. So stop and take the time to write out maybe a list of help actions that you can take in the coming days to sort through your thoughts. Be sure to toss bad ideas from well-meaning people and sources to the side. And again, pray, friends, pray. I cannot say that enough. That is how we have our open communication to this God of the universe that we are so blessed to be in communication with. He hears us and he responds, just like a child and a parent. If I, my child asked me for a, uh, you know, a loaf of bread, am I going to give him a stone? Remember that scripture in the Bible, that scripture? Yeah, I, I mean, 
that's just the obvious, right? That's our God. He's that obvious. He gives us those innate feelings and those wants to do good and to do good to our family. So pray. And let me pray with you now. Lord Jesus, I just ask you in the name of Jesus to to come before each and every one of these people that I'm speaking to today, Lord, and those who will happen upon this podcast in the future. Lord, be by them, their side. Help them to know they can trust you, that you love them and you see them. Lord, help them to pray. Open that line of communication and remind them, put people in their lives to help remind them to talk to you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, everyone, that's all for today. Next episode, we're going to get into a really revealing subject called tools and weapons. It's one of my favorites. So I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening today. I am truly blessed with the opportunity to speak to you. Again, if you think this video has been helpful or you want to know more, please like, subscribe, and share. Also, you can find helpful daily devos on all of our social media outlets as listed in the comments of this podcast. Our books are available on the website and on all online bookstores. So go to www.therosegardenandthering and grab two, one for you and one to give away to someone in need. And remember, you are not alone. In Jesus' name, bye for now.